You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hi, thanks for joining us for another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on CannabisRadio.com. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm with the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, we are speaking with a guest, Jacob Poliser. His company is the Cannabis Conservancy, and they're a member of NCIA. Hi, Jacob. Thank you for joining us today on the show. Hey, Bethany. Uh, glad to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. So let's just get started and tell me more about you and your personal and professional background. I know when we met a couple of years ago, you had just come to Denver and you were telling me all the things that you had been doing before before coming to where you're at now. So tell me more about all that. Sure. Yeah. So I'm originally from South Florida, grew up outside of Fort Lauderdale. Um yeah, so for the last uh, 15 years, most of my professional career, I've been in the environmental science, environmental management uh, field. Um, you know, I went to undergrad at Emory, uh, studied, you know, environmental studies, went to Peru to study ethnobotany, South Africa to study wildlife conservation and ecosystem management. Mm -hmm. um, from there, traveled around the world for quite a bit and kind of picked up different projects here and there as I bounced around um, abroad and, and back to the U.S. So different projects I've worked on was uh, for the South Florida manage Water Management District. Uh, I looked at agricultural pollution runoff and how it affected the Everglades ecosystem. Uh, mm -hmm. I studied permaculture in Israel, worked on farms in uh, Europe, Asia, the Middle East, as well as the United States and a bit in South America. 
Um, I got my master's degree uh, through the MESPOM program in the EU, where I studied um, at Central European University, uh, Lund University, and in Greece. Um, you know, there I really focused on um, urban agricultural sustainability and environmental justice. Um, and then when I came back around 2010, I formed my uh, first company, um, Urban Environmental Innovations, where I was a sustainability consultant, uh, mostly for the restaurant and brewery industry. Oh, my gosh. All that international travel. I'm so jealous. You're killing me. Is is there anywhere you haven't been? Like you named just about every part of the world there. <laughs> Um, Central Africa is kind of, uh, on my list. Uh, okay. it's one of the, the few places I haven't explored yet. It's the one place on your map that you don't have a pin in yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, let me know when you get a chance to do that. <laughs> Hopefully soon. <laughs> so what brought you to the cannabis industry and why did you start your company, the Cannabis Conservancy? Um, so yeah, what brought me to the cannabis industry? I mean, I've been, you know, associated with cannabis for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Um, it's definitely the industry, you know, I wanted to work in. Um, I'm definitely a bit adverse to working in the corporate world. Um, you know, I love the people, uh, I love the community. Um, and you know, why did we start the cannabis conservancy? It was really, we realized, you know, the environmental, impact and toll that uh, the industry was having, you know, in the beginning, and that we had, you know, the team, the knowledge, the expertise to really uh, change uh, how that was going and really, you know, hopefully allow the industry to become a leader in global sustainability um, and really, you know, not avo to avoid the pitfalls of, you know, the agricultural industry, you know, as it is now. Um, and, you know, the plant is near and dear to my heart and uh, it's definitely the area I wanted to, you know, dedicate my career to. Yeah, that's great. There's definitely a lot of discussions in the industry on the cultivation side in particular about reducing our carbon footprint, about environmentally sustainable practices. So, again, it's another way that the cannabis industry is trying to create best practices and standards from from inside, from within, uh, rather than waiting for external agencies to come tell us how to do what we're doing. We're doing it ourselves from the inside out. So awesome. Thank you for doing this work. Um, tell me, tell me more about it. Let's get a little deeper. What does the Cannabis Conservancy do and hope to achieve? And who else is on your team? What kind of expert, what kind of experts and, and awesome people do you have uh, working on this effort? Yeah, so with the Cannabis Conservancy, I mean, we are a certification body and I guess also a research entity. Uh, you know, we're hoping to become kind of a, a research, you know, a repository and resource for the entire industry, um, you know, when it comes to sustainability, you know, energy, water and waste. Um, you know, the core of our work is as an equal label. So it's to sustainably to certify farms with the sustainability certification uh, so that, you know, the consumer, the patient has a tool, a resource uh, to, you know, validate and understand, you know, what's going into the, you know, cannabis that they're consuming. 
Um, and also we have a QR code that goes on the product as part of our, you know, certification seal that really also links the, you know, consumer uh, patient back to the farm to give them, you know, the recognition that they deserve for, you know, creating uh, cannabis, um, you know, sustainably with as minimal an impact to the environment as possible. Wow. And, you know, who else is uh, on my team? Uh, we're kind of scattered around North America. So we have uh, Brittany Anderson, uh, who's their director of operations based in Nelson, British Columbia. Um, we have Aaron Lockney, uh, who's our director of content uh, over in Boston, Massachusetts. Our director of certification and kind of our uh, compliance guru, auditing guru, uh, is Brian Farmer out in upstate New York. And then to round up the team, we have Jonathan Baldman um, in Grass Valley, California, who is the uh, founder of Forever Flowering Greenhouses and has been in the industry and the community for you know most of his adult life. Awesome. That's great. So the certification, you said there's a QR code. That's pretty high tech. So the idea is that a consumer will uh, see a product and they'll have an app on their phone that they could scan and ultimately it will tell them about the practices of the farm from which that cannabis came is that is that right yeah no that's exactly right so all of our certified product has this qr code embedded in our logo or you know certified sustainable or sustainably certified um you know flower uh, is, is what we're targeting right now is the cultivation we're also moving into made with certified cannabis for the more concentrate processor edibles market um, and yeah, so that QR code links directly to a page that we host that, you know, essentially illustrates and showcases uh, the farmers. So they have a chance to, you know, put up pictures, tell their story, their values, uh, a bit of their sustainability score, because we're very big on, you know, measuring the impacts um, that the grows have. Um, and as well as we're hoping to tie that into, um, you know, the test results as well. So really linking, you know, the consumer to the farmer is very big uh, for us. That's pretty cool. And, you know, there's a, a lot of trends and, and leanings toward farm to table in the food and dining industry. So this this kind of parallels that in the farm to farm to bowl or soil to bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I just came up with that. You can keep it. Oh, thank and, you. Thank you. <laughs> And it reminds me of that episode of Portlandia uh, where they're at the restaurant and they're choosing from their menu and they want to order the chicken, but they, they want to know where the chicken came from and was it happy and what was its name? <laughs> and then they go they go to the farm and check it out and, and then they figure out that, that they want to have dinner or don't want to have dinner. I don't know. Have you seen that show, Portlandia? Yeah, no, I saw that episode. That's like, you know, kind of exactly where we're at. Like we... You know, the consumer on some level, I mean, we're voting um, and, you know, picking, you know, choosing our values with our dollars. So, you know, our hope is to give the, you know, consumer, the, you know, community um, all the information that we have available so that they can make, you know, an informed decision. And that's really like our responsibility to go in and, you know, we have a very rigorous um, auditing process to make sure, you know, they're trusting us to, um, you know, represent the values that, that we're, you know, um, you know, holding on to. 
It really is it, true and, and interesting to see. Uh, they talk about the millennial generation and, and people sort of our age and, and older um, who are more focused on putting their dollars into companies where their values, their triple bottom line, as it were, um, people, profits, and planet are all being taken into consideration. And and that's just a trend of our generation of wanting to spend our dollars um, where we know we're going to be making a greater good or impact, or at least that company has values that we that we support. Um, so that's great. This this gives the cannabis industry the opportunity to put their put their dollars where their values are, in a sense, if sustainability is is one of their, you know, number one issues, which which it tends to be in our generation. We actually care about the environment a bit more than previous generations. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. I mean, the triple bottom line is written into our mission statement. And also, you know, why we wanted to do a sustainability certification over just, you know, an organic certification, so to speak, is that it also from a, you know, grower investor side, you know, we're mitigating risks, but also, you know, the the crux of sustainability is efficient resource use. So if you're using less resources, you're lowering your overhead, it's cost efficient, you know, as well as, um, you know, the whole marketing aspect and, and all of that. I mean, you use less energy, water, you generate less waste, you're going to be able to make, you know, a better, more consistent, high quality product for less. Great. We're all looking at ways to to do things better, faster, stronger, cheaper, cleaner. Uh, so awesome. All right. So we need to take a quick commercial break and then we will be back to talk more with Jacob of the Cannabis Conservancy and the work that he is doing to certify companies in sustainability practices. So thanks for joining us. Don't go away. We'll be right back on this episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. This is Bobby Black, host of Blazin, here to talk to you about 420 Science. I've known Matt and Gary from 420 Science for over a decade. We've spent a lot of time together at the Cannabis Cups in Amsterdam, the Doobie Awards in their hometown of Austin. They were even at my wedding. And I've always admired their integrity and how they've built 420 Science from the ground up to become the most trusted online head shop. Visit 420science.com slash podcast for an exclusive deal on pipes and more from genuine people who put their customers first. That's 420science.com slash podcast. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. 
Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio Social Crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we are back on this episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, from the National Cannabis Industry Association, and we're talking with Jacob. Thanks again for joining us today, Jacob. Of course, my pleasure. Um, So... Obviously, you are passionate about sustainability. You've you've talked about what you've been working on for the last 15 plus years all over the world in everything from permaculture to the the glades in Florida and and all over the world. So and and also how this sustainability applies specifically to the cannabis industry. Uh, so let's talk a little more about the environmental impacts which We've glossed over a little bit just in the last segment, um, but what are the environmental impacts of cannabis cultivation currently? And I, I assume we're talking some of what you said earlier, water conservation, energy consumption levels, the quality of air. What are those environmental impacts right now? Yeah, so... Um, you know, as the as the industry is growing, um, you know, I believe there's laws on the books, uh, medical or recreational in 44 states. So you have to look at kind of like the cumulative impact that the whole industry has. Uh, but yeah, so the the environmental impacts is definitely the consumption of water and the discharge of water uh, that can be, you know, uh, containing pesticides, even natural pesticides can be harmful, you know, in the wrong environment. Um, fertilizers uh, can lead to, you know, eutrophication, um, algae blooms, things like that. Um, you have, you know, soil erosion uh, possibilities. Um, indoor is definitely more on the energy side. So you're looking at, you know, the generation of greenhouse gases, uh, you know, contributing to climate change. You have, you know, air quality, uh, depending on where the energy these grows, you know, are getting from, whether they're from, you know, coal, natural gas, hydro, things like that. Um, and then you have uh, the various uh, impacts when it comes to um, kind of like social impacts, which is something we're facing in Denver, which is, uh, you know, the odor controls and, you know, being a good neighbor and things like that, as well as, you know, if you're an outdoor grow, you have some responsibility on your impact to the biodiversity you know, are there endangered species around? Um, you know, when are you spraying? Things like that. Um, and then also waste generation. Uh, even though talking with a lot of waste management companies, you know, they have said that the cannabis industry is definitely, you know, very close to the top of being, you know, very waste responsible, you know, recycling what we can, um, composting on site if possible, you know, things like that. Um, you know, packaging is always an issue. Um, yeah. Yep. You know, but that's kind of, you know, we're kind of at the whims of the, you know, regulations that are put on us. Um, but that's something, you know, we're hoping to explore. I know your organization and CIA um, and I think C- CRCR as well as kind of tackling that issue. 
Yes, the packaging. And, and there is actually a white paper. I have some inside information uh, <laughs> that'll be coming out um, between CRCR and the Policy Council and NCIA soon talking about um, packaging as well. So, wow, you listed a lot of things there. That's that's quite a scroll of a checklist to go down when taking all these environmental impacts into consideration. And everything that you said, I assume, is part of your certification program. Uh, yes. Yeah, no. Our, so our certification is broken down to like seven pillars. So we have policy and implementation, you know, standard operating procedures is, you know, what's written down are the values of the company and the training of employees and all that, you know, being followed. So there's no, you know, uh, you know, instances when, you know, an employee could potentially, um, you know, do something that's not in line with the company. Uh, we look at land management, building infrastructure efficiency, you know, it's more for indoor grows. Mm-hmm. We have, we look at cultivation practices, which is kind of in line with, you know, the organic quote unquote, um, aspect of that, but we go everything from, you know, the soil that's being used as well as the nutrients um, and, you know, how the cultivation is happening, um, energy, water, waste, and then the harvesting and processing procedures. So, um, which okay. is a lot of, you know, risk mitigation, cross-contamination, that kind of thing. Okay, got it. Um, so you were talking about water consumption and I know, you know, on one hand, a lot of really great cannabis is coming out of the state of California, mm-hmm. but California is also a state that has been experiencing drought for many years, although they're finally getting some much needed rain this year. Uh, so I, I imagine Cal- in a state like California, the energy consumption goals and practices might differ greatly from, let's say, Washington state, which receives a lot more rain. Uh, is that, is that correct? Am I, is my thinking and logic sort of working out there? Um, yeah. So I'm the drought in California was actually the push, um, you know, that me and my team needed to, you know, found this company and start to do it. Um, you know, but there's a lot of, I guess, if you look at it in the big picture of agriculture, you know, cannabis industry out there is, you know, not as big as, you know, some of the other industries, I mean, we get something like 90% of our, you know, leafy greens, especially most of our winter vegetables from California, yeah. you know, as well as alfalfa. And, you know, cannabis is not as big of a, you know, water guzzler, I would say, as, you know, some of our other, um, you know, food staples. Wine um, grapes. <laughs> yeah, wine grapes, pecans, you know, things like that. Oh, those so, almonds are thirsty little trees, aren't they? Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so, um, you know, but on some level, cannabis could be considered, while it is, you know, medicine for, you know, the vast majority of people, um, it's also somewhat of a luxury good, I guess you can say, for like at least the rec market. Um, but then again, I guess so are avocados. So, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, you know, the justification. Uh, but, you know, there's ways of, of doing that. I know the, the various water boards are, you know, working around the clock to develop, you know, regulations that make sense for the cannabis industry. Um, you know, if you're growing outdoors, you can definitely, you know, utilize rain. Um, I think when it comes to sustainability, you know, the first thing is, you know, measure what your consumption is and develop kind of your own, you know, internal efficiencies. You know, we um, definitely... 
uh, encourage. I mean, we require a, a, a measuring monitoring scheme for all of our certified growers. But, you know, every grower should be developing a farmer's almanac and kind of know, you know, what their yield is to what their resource use is to, you know, what their space is on some level. You know, it's definitely the first step without that data. How can you make, you know, decisions going forward. If you don't know where you're at, how do you know, you know, where to move forward? So that's definitely, um, you know, one of the big things, but, you know, indoor grows use water uh, very efficiently. Um, it's one of the, you know, the benefits of an indoor grow, um, you know, by drip irrigation, which I believe is, you know, really now becoming the norm in the industry. We're moving away from like ebb and flow tables, things like that um, is, is super, um, you know, resource efficient. Uh, when it comes to that. So uh, while water is an issue in Northern California and California in general, um, I believe that there's, you know, sustainable methods and practices, best management practices that the industry can utilize to to really minimize their, their use of water. Yeah. You know, I like the idea. And of course, I learned this from our members who are more expert in cultivation than I am. Uh, there's, of course, laws that require cannabis to be grown indoors for various reasons. They have to be in secure, locked, uh, covered buildings. Um, So there's limitations to growing outdoors because of these regulations. But I think it's interesting when I've heard folks talk about hybrid indoor greenhouses, uh, ones where the roofs uh, can open up in some way to allow natural sunshine and fresh air to come in if they so desire, and that would reduce uh, the use of lighting machines. Um, you know, the sun is a great natural resource. So I found that interesting. And then it going further, I, I wonder if solar panels would be a good um, solution for using energy as opposed to the coal and gas that you mentioned earlier. Uh, so there's definitely a lot of interesting considerations as we go forward, but of course a lot of these solutions can be costly up front for our cultivators, I imagine. Yeah, so, um, you know, definitely I think greenhouses are the future. It's kind of the best of both worlds. Um, you know, it's really the the supplemental light, um, you know, using either LEDs or, or double-ended um, high-pressure sodium, you know, fixtures to supplement, um, you know, what the sun gives us um, is huge because, you know, when you're indoors, all of your lighting is coming from, you know, uh, artificial lighting sources, so if you can move to, you know, a greenhouse, you're going to reduce that, you know, 60, 70, 80% um, right there. And that's where you could really start to think about, um, you know, solar or wind generation, you know, potentially mm-hmm. on site. The issue with solar, I mean, solar has to come down. I think it's like a dollar a watt at this point um, is, um, you know, you're not going to be able to power you'll be able to offset a little bit but you're not gonna be able to power an indoor grow you're just using way too much electricity but if you're you know in a greenhouse um you know it's definitely becoming more feasible uh but the return on investment you know is kind of more than the what the industry wants and i feel like you know with the growers we use it's really like a two to three year roi anything longer than that is just too risky um, and so solar is still, I think, a bit out of reach. And it's also Got it. the cost of storing that energy, you know, the batteries. Um, mm. We're not just quite there yet. Um, and so it's, you know, definitely moving towards that. 
Cool. All right. We're going to take one more quick commercial break and then we will talk more with Jacob about a pre-conference workshop that they'll be teaching at NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo this summer. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com. The 2017 Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo makes its way back to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, April 21st to the 23rd at the Fort Worth Convention Center. Register right now at swccexpo.com slash Texas. Check out over 150 exhibitors showcasing their businesses and the new advances being made in medical and legal cannabis markets. Plus, hear from an all-star lineup of celebrities, former football players, medical professionals, and more. Join thousands of curious cannabis consumers just like you at the 2017 Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo, Dallas-Fort Worth. Last-minute registration is open now at swccexpo.com slash Texas. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany, and we're chatting with Jacob of the Cannabis Conservancy. Um, So the Cannabis Conservancy, as I mentioned before the break is conducting a pre-conference workshop uh, the day before the two main days of conference at NCIA's upcoming Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, which is this June in Oakland. And the website for that is www.cannabisbusinesssummit.com. So um, the workshop that you'll be teaching is, it's a six-hour, all-day workshop on sustainability in the industry, all the stuff we've just been talking about. Um, So tell me more about what that workshop is going to look like and who should be signing up to take it. Yeah, so everyone should be signing up to take it. Everybody. Everybody. Anyone who's interested in sustainability, um, who wants to learn more about that, um, this will be the third year we're doing it and by far the biggest um, we're doing it a bit differently this year. The last year's was really a focus on growers and trying to give them practical tools um, for energy, water, waste, like how to perform audits, things like this. Um, you know, we've really expanded it this year to to look at, you know, 
how to add value uh, to your products, how to reduce, you know, your overhead um, and costs associated with producing um, and really bringing in um, experts uh, from within the industry and also, which is really exciting, from outside the industry. So we've got, you know, Dr. Evan Mills, who published, uh, you know, that renowned paper at this point in 2011. Uh, we've got David Hua from Meadow to talk about, um, you know, the marketing and um, the sales aspect of uh, incorporating sustainability. Then we got Michael Strauss of Strauss Creamery and Ahmed Rahim from Numi Teas to really talk about, you know, their experiences within the organic uh, movement and how, you know, they've been able to, you know, shape their companies around, you know, the sustainability value that they hold near and dear. Um, so it's really, you know, we're looking at everything from, you know, dispensary owners, dispensary uh, workers, you know, bud tenders, distributors, um, growers, you know, pretty much we're trying to encompass the entire industry uh, with this event. And so it's going to be, you know, talks for the first few hours. Um, and then we're going to do, you know, a hands-on workshop. Uh, we're going to divide people, you know, kind of into small working groups, uh, probably do a bit of roundtable discussions and then have like a full hands-on uh, exercise so that, you know, all the participants will, you know, be provided with tools that they could take back and start to initiate, um, some, you know, sustainability, uh, work. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. The CEO of Numi Organic Teas gave one of our keynote speeches at our event last summer. So mm -hmm. that will, that will be great to have him back. And he's part of your workshop this year. That's right. Yep. Cool. And it sounds like this is not a death by PowerPoint kind of workshop. This is going to be really dynamic and hands-on and interactive as well and, and exciting uh, information coming at you all day long. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and crossing over, you know, a myriad of things we'll have, you know, growers there as well. So it's, you know, a little bit for everyone, um, you know, really trying to, you know, uh, consolidate, you know, sustainability to, you know, good little, uh, you know, nuggets of information. Um, and then definitely having participant interaction. I mean, I couldn't sit through six hours of PowerPoint. Um, and so we're definitely going to be like breaking it up and, and doing hands-on activities as well. Cool. Um, so you also offer, you offer certification for cultivators and you also help the processors certify their supply chain. Could you briefly explain that and, and go over that and how that works? Yeah. So that's something um, new that we're doing, you know, this year. Um, we're still, um, you know, figuring out all of all of that. But yeah, essentially, you know, concentrators have been having a big issue on, you know, buying, you know, quality, uh, you know, trim for their products, um, you know, from a basis of, you know, even because I guess the issue that we're trying to solve that a lot of concentrate processors have come to us with is, you know, they're buying trim that's passing all the lab tests, they're concentrating it, and then it's, you know, turning up, um, you know, with a positive result and, you know, they can't sell it, they can't use it. So what we're doing is, uh, you know, it's also increasing our reach as well because each, you know, um, processor, edibles, uh, maker concentrator, you know, is buying from a lot of different farms. And now that the industry is growing so much, you know, it was always a one-on-one -on -one personal connections to the people they're growing, you know, now it's, you know, they need to find, um, you know, more, 
you know, clean product. And so that's kind of what we're, you know, helping them do. And so, yeah, it's really like risk mitigation in their supply chain, you know, with their certification, we also require, you know, a tracking trace program, you know, be implemented, uh, just like in the agricultural world, um, which, you know, we're getting a lot of support from our initial early adopters on that as well. Got it. Yeah. So um, as we wrap up the episode here, um, I just want to go back to when your company joined back in 2014. And I remember meeting you, as I mentioned earlier, at one of the five gazillion cannabis industry events that happened around Denver. um, And you had just moved here. So since then, in the last two and a half years or so, how have you gotten more involved in NCIA? Um, aside from presenting these workshops, I know you've attended our quarterly cannabis caucus events, and I believe you are a member of our cultivation committee as part of the industry committees that NCIA um, has started working on. Uh, so what are you doing with the cultivation committee? Yeah, so, uh, you know, big props to, to Brooke for, for starting that. Um, it's yeah, Brooke um, Gilbert, our uh, Director of Events and Education, yep. Yeah, and I think it's really just in line with what NCIA is trying to do, which is, you know, for the conferences, you know, bringing in, you know, the cream of the crop, the best of what the industry has to offer to really provide participants, you know, with great speakers, great talkers, great educators. And so far for the Cultivation Committee, that's pretty much what we've been doing is, um, you know, if you want to talk, you submit a proposal and then we review them, grade them, and then have discussions about it. And that's how, you know, the... uh, schedule agenda is made for each event. So we've done it for uh, the business summit coming up, the seat to sale. Um, I believe, you know, Brooke uh, and Aaron have plans to, you know, increase the uh, cultivation committee to start, you know, uh, I know there's talks of, you know, standards, but I think it's, you know, just really looking into um, ways that um, NCIA and the, the cannabis community, you know, can get best practices out there. Cool. Great. Well, thanks so much for getting involved with NCIA, and uh, we look forward to your workshop this summer. And we've run out of time, so we'll have to have you back on again soon. Um, Thanks again for joining us, Jacob. It's been uh, my honor. Thank you so much for inviting me. Great. Thanks for tuning in today to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. Bye-bye. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.